Hello everyone, welcome to the Roundoids podcast. My name is Tim Richards and it has been a while again since the last episode. What I've done in the past is I've had like a title that I've wanted to work to and I've written some notes and then that's kind of formed a script. And then I've like sat and recorded it and and it's just it's just not working out that way. I'm not giving up on this. Like I'm going to keep doing this until just I don't know something. But I wanted to instead just kind of see what I can do and just have a very casual conversation just very laid back just a lad with a microphone so hopefully you know I think I've said it before hopefully there's going to be more episodes but realistically don't hold your breath so much has happened since the last time I I recorded an episode I think I recorded an episode in November Uh, it is now not November so much has happened and honestly the only thing to really talk about is Thomas Tuchel So Thomas Tuchel will be leaving Bayern at the end of the season. Is this a good decision? Yes, yes it is. There's like no other way of looking at it. This is a very, very good decision. In my opinion, he's never showed at Bayern that he was good enough to be the manager for Bayern. I think you can talk about his time at PSG, you can talk about his time at Dortmund, at Chelsea. Fundamentally, as soon as he joined Bayern, I never saw this lasting longer than a season and a bit. And part of that is because of Bayern's history of of managers. Like, I think the average like tenure for a manager at the moment uh, is about a year and a half. So that's not good. So it was kind of doomed from the beginning. But I think regardless of what's happened before, it was very evident early on that it just wasn't going to work out. And I think part of that is you know he was dealt quite a difficult quite a difficult hand. I think coming into a team that's kind of struggling to kind of like pick up the pieces is his team that lost uh, a good points lead to Dortmund so he obviously came in at a very difficult time but at no point did it really look like that he was close to implementing any sort of discernible uh, or even sustainable style of play and I think that's the word sustainable is probably going to come up quite a little uh, quite often today it never really looked like this is a guy that is going to be manager for Bayern for for the long haul it's never like Right, we've got it. We've gone through a thousand people. We've finally got the right guy. There, is, there are so many things kind of working against him in this regard. So he he joined in uh, around this sort of time last year, and immediately out of the cup, uh, quite a heavy defeat, uh, quite a heavy defeat to to Man City, and then the league. This is quite a, it's a bit of a tricky one to discuss, but the league was one with essentially, in last second, great Jamal Musiala goal. I haven't celebrated a goal like that. I'd say probably since, maybe even since like Robin against Dortmund. It was it was truly a magical, magical moment seeing that goal go in. So in that regard, I'm grateful for him giving me that opportunity that I'd like to kind of celebrate that. But then even, even just saying that, I am like, what am I talking about? Like, this is such a, this is such an arrogant and almost like complacent and I guess almost like an entitled way of talking. But ultimately that is kind of the curse of being a Bayern fan sometimes is that you have that expectation. It's There's like a bare minimum there. And he only just managed to get that, get that bare minimum over the line in the last kick. So he is gone. And honestly fine there there are kind of it's like a twofold situation it is very much thomas twofold i'm gonna i'm gonna tweet that later on gonna coin that that's gonna be a little trademark of mine tommy trademark if you will there are a number of things about not even just like the way that Bayern were playing on the pitch like that's its own problem but it's more things like 
the way that players like Matis Tell and, and Matis De Ligt as well, the way that he's dealt with them this season is really so frustrating to watch. I think especially considering just how big a player De Ligt was and also what he can represent for the club going forward, to see him be, you know, third, maybe even fourth choice centre-back, very, very irritating, considering that he was so good last season and he kind of immediately took on that mantle of being a defensive leader, something that Bayern haven't really had since since maybe David Alaba. I'd probably go a stretch further and say Bayern haven't really had that since Mats Hummels. I think I've said before that Bayern have spent about like over 200 million on defenders and not one of them is discernibly better than Mats Hummels was. Delict kind of was that guy. Granted, it was another like 60, 70 million euros spent, but it felt, it, it felt very, very early on, this is a guy. And so to see him then just get relegated to the bench was really quite jarring, to be honest. And then the other side of that, Matthias Tell. There is no reason why Matthias Tell shouldn't be, if not starting, then certainly being one of the first names off the bench. I think it's kind of changed a little bit in the last uh, in the last few games, but knowing that he is still only 18, but is having the impact that he's having of like regularly getting involved, being so direct, and and also not not just like getting involved, but actually like actively winning games for Bayern and and you know more more accurately here for Thomas Tuchel. I think the game against United, that's a game that Bayern essentially dominated, but then still only just won 4-3, thanks to a goal from, from Matisse Tell. The fact that there was this potential risk of losing these two players, I actually think that Tell's agent has said that they were never likely to leave. But it is just that risk that, like, you know, it looked more likely than it wasn't. I think that is one of the things that I'm absolutely not going to miss about Tuchel. I think like in terms of how Bayern have gone about managing this whole situation, I think they've they've had a really unsustainable approach to appointing managers, just cycling through them every 18 months. And that issue was really highlighted under Nagelsmann. And like the main issue here is that you are just simply not allowed to fail. So but like more than that, you're not actually even given the chance to. And so what that means is that when you kind of cycle through all of the options where you go from Guardiola to Ancelotti, you get Heinkes back, you ask a big favour there, you get Kovac and then Flick and then Nagelsmann and then Tuchel. Every 18 months you just get the next one in. Bayern have won all of these trophies but have had seven or eight different managers. Willy Sangiel managed to match at one point. Like you go through all of these guys so quickly that you, you're never really able to build anything sustainable and you're simply just living from like from season to season. It just never seems like Bayern have planned for this. And and the plan has very much caught up with them. And so what that means is that, you know, for under Nagelsmann, if you're not allowed to fail, you had that opportunity to say, okay, so he's not the guy, this other guy's available, Thomas Tuchel's available, let's get him in. And surprise, surprise, it's actually worse. When I say that Nagelsmann wasn't given the chance to fail, that has dramatically changed under Thomas Tuchel. So he has lost nearly 25% of all of his games as a manager. Now, you can look at that as, oh, he's been unbeaten in 75%. Isn't that good? Not really. Because if you look if you look back as far as Guardiola, in terms of the averages, I made a spreadsheet. I've got it here in front of me. The average like unbeaten percentage for a manager is for Bayern Munich is 86.3%. Thomas Tuchel is at 75.5%. 
that's not good. Maybe it is good. Maybe for another club that is very good and that's exactly what you want. But when you set these really quite lofty ambitions and these huge aspirations, as soon as it isn't good enough, all of the fans will just start to think, why have you still got this guy? Why is he still there? So there are there are a number of problems here. There's There's so many problems here. And it's clear that it is the manager's fault. But with that, it's also very much the player's fault. I remember reading on Reddit after after one of the three consecutive defeats uh, earlier this year, the, the questions that are always like, who's to blame? Is it the manager? Is it the players? It's all of them and so many more. It's it's the managers, it's the players, it's Oliver Kahn and Sally Hamidic. It's everyone that has been involved in making a decision for Bayern in the past, I'd say maybe like eight to nine years. But if we just look at the players for it, for this particular moment, the players never looked like they believed in him. And that's a problem. I think as soon as you have a player that believes that they know better than the manager, or if you have what's kind of the general belief that someone like Josu Kimmich and Goretzka are kind of playing against the manager, where they are they're very, very slow, they're taking a thousand touches, they're simply just not putting in the work. That's a problem. That's a very, very big problem. And I've believed this since, well, well, pretty much from the very beginning, but like more so it became apparent under Kovac, where you had senior players like Neuer, like Iron Robin, who were saying, we need to get behind the manager and we need to implement his ideas. I think when you have guys like James Rodriguez and, uh, and Rafinha, who kind of went against the manager's wishes, it kind of... It, there is just that really quite unfortunate there's like a power play there and and nothing good comes from that as soon as you have one guy who isn't on board everything just kind of falls apart and that's really what i feel like we've seen in the last uh, in the last few months i always feel that the players need to be behind the manager regardless of who it is you know the players never really looked like they believed in him and i've always felt that the players need to buy into whoever the manager is so ultimately, what comes next? Does Xabi Alonso take over Bayern? I would love that. I think he is a fantastic manager. I think that what's happening with Leverkusen this season is by no means luck. I think luck is a part of it, but I think like in football, you kind of have to make your own luck and they've certainly done it. I think it is just a case of they have just kept trying and trying and trying until the last second and it's worked for them. You know, I don't think that's luck. I think that's resilience. I think he has managed to instill this fantastic belief in the players that he's got. While I would absolutely love to see Alonso as Bayern manager, I still do think that it's probably for the the best for the Bundesliga if he stays at Leverkusen for at least another season and he keeps players like Florian Wirtz, like Boniface and shows that it isn't just a one-off and he kind of builds on that team to have that other not necessarily a, like another powerhouse, but just a team that will definitely compete. Essentially become the team that people think Dortmund are. Like A good league isn't about having good players. It's also about having good managers too. And I think having Alonso as the manager of Leverkusen is good for Leverkusen. It's not good for Bayern, but as a whole, it is good for German football. I think he's a hugely exciting guy. He's a really interesting guy. He's very charismatic. He is a pull for audiences. People will want to watch what Leverkusen do next. 
if that team gets picked apart and he goes to Liverpool, if he goes to Real Madrid, you know, if even if he goes to Bayern, people are going to lose interest. There is now a genuinely exciting reason for people to watch the Bundesliga that hadn't watched it before. He is that opportunity. So while I would love to see him at Bayern, I'd also kind of rather see him stay at Leverkusen. But then that does mean that come next season, Bayern don't have a coach. So who takes on that role? Good question. My honest opinion, who I want to see take over, I want to see Nagelsmann. And I want to see him be given the chance to fail. If Bayer Leverkusen win the league this season, that's good. That's completely fine. It was going to happen at some point. The fact that it's Leverkusen of all teams is very funny to me. But if it means that Bayern's expectation to win it every season can go out the window, that is good news to me. That's a very useful thing for Bayern. It's a very necessary thing for Bayern because it means that you can actually just focus on building that sustainable club because it means that you don't have that expectation, that that base level of this is the absolute minimum that you have to do. If you were to say to any club in any league, your goal for the next 10 to 11 years is to win the league every year without fail. That is madness. The fact that Bayern have done it is incredible and, you know, that's really excellent as a fan. But that streak needs to end in order for Bayern to move on. Because that's just kind of how they've been doing it. They've been looking from season to season at a manager that can just get them over the line and then just get them over the line and then that's not good enough. So then we get the next guy to just get them over the line and then then that's not good enough and then you get the next guy in. Like that's what Bayern have been lacking for so long, for about a decade now, is sustainability. Like a manager to come in and say, this is what the plan is for the next three, four, five, ten years. I don't think that you can have dynasties in football like Arsene Wenger, like Alex Ferguson anymore. I just don't think that that's, that that's doable. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't at least try. Is Nagelsmann the guy to make that happen? I don't know, but I would at least like to see him try. That's pretty much all I got to say on that. If you liked it, let me know. If you didn't, keep it to yourself. Uh, I don't know when the next time I'll do another another podcast episode. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, it'll probably be next season and I'll be talking about like how great Dieter Hecking is and how he's a great fit for Bayern. And... So yeah, thanks for listening and uh, I'll see you next time.